Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Lord, I feel your presence is very powerful now, and this could go in any direction. All day long it's been like this, Lord. You know. Will you please be seated? As I said to you this morning, by the word of the Lord, that the days of recompense have come. If they didn't listen to the voice of the first sign, then there shall be the voice of the second time, which is now at hand. So we look forward to a future. We look forward to what mankind does not understand, yet may be revealed by the Lord through the Spirit and only through Him to His glory. For He gives understanding of the times. For in Israel, the new year on the Jewish calendar has come and gone, and they have moved they have moved to 5782. 5 plus 7 plus 8 gives you 22. And we stand just before 22, 2022. It's a double 11. See? For the world, it's double 11. It's double 11. Think about that. The number of disorder. The number of disunity. But he who walks in the kingdom of God, the Lord took me to this place where I will show you something. And I will say it now so that when it comes, you will know. And then I'll make a proclamation. Right here is what looks like just mere simple cards with the ancient Hebrew language written on the front of it. See? Okay. So each of these letters have a different meaning. Every letter. Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalet, and so on and so forth. It begins with the Aleph, and the spelling of this word can literally be broken up to see the entire name of the Almighty God. yod Vavche, Spelled out in this one single letter. 
It is the symbol of the great leader, the strongest, the great one. Therefore, he is the Alpha. The last of the letters is the tough, the cross. See? Now, it is the year of 2022. 5782. 22. There are 22 letters in the entire ancient alphabet. And those 22 letters each tells you a story about Jesus Christ the Lord. Every one of them. You search the scriptures because it is they that you search that testify of me, says the Lord. 22. Like Alpha and Omega, Aleph Tav is the number of the word of God. The complete word. The number of revelation. The year that lies ahead of you is the year of the word. For the kingdom of God. Men shall once again pick up their Bibles. And they shall seek the word of God like this. And they shall find answers to all of their problems. See. Every one of these. Every one of these has a message. His eyes on the sparrow. Ayin, before referring to the eye of the Lord that searches to and fro over the earth. In the year of 2022, be prepared to go to the Word of God as your counselor. When you open the Word, you open light. Dalit is the door. And this Dalit is also the number four, which is the number of all the earth, representing the four corners of the earth. Dalit. In the Hebrew, the version of what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, spoke, he said, I am the door. He is the door. Saying this in ancient Hebrew and Aramaic, he says, I'm in the door. If there is no door, where would you keep out the wolves and the hounds of hell? Then Messiah is not there. You better see that the door is in place in your life in the year that lies ahead now. I wonder if I can ask Morden to just take this and put it back in the packet. Thank you. Hebrew says, even in the codes, the Messiah is in the door. He says, I am the door of the sheep. 
And they built a hedge of protection around the people. But there was a gap, which was the door. The Messiah is the door. He stands God. He says, lo, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and he opens this door, I will enter in and my Father will enter in. And so will the Holy Spirit. We will sup with him. But outside, the hounds of hell of the number 11 will be hunting in every direction. Listen this night. Even so, as the jackals gather themselves around the carcass to take anything that they can get out of that sheep that is not inside the gap, the door, in the place where the Messiah wants you to be. For those who drift out in the year to come, those who have decided, I've adapted now. I've adapted now to a new way of living, you know. I just sit on a Sunday night and do a three-minute view of what goes on in Little Falls Christian Center. I'm talking to you right now, you three-minute man. You three-minute woman. Behold, 2011 is coming. You either, 2022, you either outside or inside with the master. Make a choice right now. How many of you want to be inside the door? Give the Lord the praise of you. And so the Lord spoke to me. And the Lord revealed more to me. You see, if you think of Jerusalem, the city of our God, if you think that Jerusalem is surrounded now with gates, there's several gates around the city. And we know the heavenly Jerusalem will have 12 gates around the city. But let's say we focus on one gate, the eastern gate, the golden gate on the eastern side. From, where's, from whence the Messiah will come on the day of the Armageddon and land and go there. And that door will be shattered into pieces and he's riding on a white horse and he's given a name called the word of God. Let's just say that was the door for he is now the door. As the Hebrews say, the Messiah is in the door. Salvation is when you close the door in the face of the devil. And so, they build the walls and the enemies come and the Babylonians and they besiege Jerusalem and there's a breach in the wall. 
There is now a gap in the wall. So here is a word. Thus says the Lord God, the Lord of all flesh, the people of a land have used oppressions, committed robbery, mistreated the poor and the needy, and they wrongfully oppressed the stranger. So I sought for a man among them who would make up a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of all the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation upon them, and I've consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. I sought for a man who would stand in the gap on behalf of all the land. When I saw the earth from what seemed to be halfway to the moon because I could see the entire globe. And I was very concerned that I would be in my physical body because I thought I couldn't live there because it was in the dark side of planet Earth, was altogether in darkness except for a few little lights here coming on and going off. And I looked at that earth ball hanging there and there's a dim light shining around so that I could see it in the vast blackness of space. And I saw the earth the earth was lying in the sway of the evil one. You see, the shepherds of the nations have become like lions. Have you ever listened to a lion kill when a pride takes hold of its prey? They take everything that that animal even exists of and you can hear the breaking of bones and the vultures are sitting ready and the hyenas are there and even the jackal the foxes they're running around in circles and the sword the sound of those lions is something that's almost unearthly but that's the way it goes because the devil goes around like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may consume. And if you don't stay inside the walls of the city of our God, and the Messiah has closed the door, there will be no peace outside. For a spirit of laziness has taken hold of many people on the earth. Many people on the earth. The spirit of laziness has come down. And they think they're serving God, but they're not serving God. I want to show you something. In Psalm 106 verse 20, it says these words. Thus they change their glory to the image of an ox that eats grass. They made for themselves idols. They forgot God their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, which is Egypt. Awesome things by the Red Sea, 
Therefore he said that he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the gap. There and right there, we learn something. In Exodus chapter number 32, God says, and the Lord says, verse 9 to Moses, I've seen these people indeed, that they're stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone, get out of the way, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make you a great nation. Then Lord, Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath Burn hot against your people whom you've brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn your fears, wrath away and relent from this harm to your people. Moses stood in the gap. There is not an intercessor that is a godly, full-blooded, as we would say, full pedigree, if you will, intercessor that prays for himself. No intercessor prays for himself. You say, how about that? I say, how about the Lord Jesus who ever lives to make intercession for us? For whom? For himself or for us? For us. Out of this we learn two things. That in one sentence, God, on the one hand, is testing Moses. You step aside, you'll be glorified. I'll make a nation of you. There's nothing new under the sun, see. Nothing new under the sun. What was is what will be. God declares the end from the beginning. Nothing new. Nothing new. So if you go back in time and you put Moses there and you have him through his children build a new nation. God said, I make you a great man. I'll magnify you. And in that moment, Moses had to resist just that. Not for himself, but for the people. He had to ignore his personal greatness and be the most humble man in all of Israel, as the Bible called him. This man, Moses, said, not so, Lord. He says, God says, your people have sinned. God says, your people you've brought out. Your people have sinned, so get out of the way. God says, no, 
It's your people that you brought out. How could you have them say you brought them into the wilderness to have them killed and destroyed? Number two, think when I speak. Blessed is he who has understanding what the Spirit says to you tonight. For there is no intercessor. Dr. Dennis, no intercessor that prays for himself. Because if Christ ever lives to make intercession for us, it happens to be the highest spiritual activity apart from the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the salvation of thousands of souls in this final hour. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. The day of the Lord is at hand. And people would say, we are not saved. I call him. Not for the one on the platform, for everybody. High calling. But the other high calling is altogether spiritual. For God sought for a man to make intercession. To fill the breach because of the people's sin. To stand in that gap. For this is the pre-Messianic time. It's Old Testament. He sought for a man and he found no one. No one that wanted to pray. Especially if I have to get up at four o'clock and pray for Pastor Tiens and Karen. And for you and 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 pray for you. And spend all my time praying for me. And call myself an intercessor, I'd be an inter nothing, not an intercessor. I'd be deceiving myself. Those hedges that they built in the ancient time, the archaeology tells us that they were made of thorns. There were plenty of thorns with the acacia trees and the acacia thorns that they would build, because even to this day, there are still hyenas up there in the mountains of Judah next to the Dead Sea. And they warn you not to sleep out there alone. They warn you. And there are even leopards there. And then at night, the foxes would come, the wolves, whatever predators were there in those days. David even spoke about the bears. They would come and they would run straight into those thorns and they wouldn't be able to get through because there was a huge wall of thorns. They'd work together, set up this crawl, if you will, and there would be thorns on all sides. But there would be a door. And thank God you watchers of Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Because when I lift my eyes to the hills and I say, where does our help come from? Our help comes in the name of the Lord Almighty God, the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, whom to whom every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess 
that he is Lord to the glory of God, the Almighty Father. And he never slumbers and never sleeps. But what if the land is struck and the olives drop from the trees and the vines yield no more? The olives lie on the ground. They can't use them because they're full of spots. The moon, they have spots. They don't use them. And the nation is stricken. And God sent his prophet Elijah. And Elijah said one thing. The God, when I pray, who answers with fire, he is God. He greets fire with fire. He's the all-consuming fire. Now listen to this. In this discourse between Moses and God, the fact that God said, stand out of the way and let me go now that I may consume these people. The fact that Moses remains standing shows you that intercession works. Can I ask you a question? How many of you have loved ones? How many of you have love for your fellow man in your heart? Let me see your hands. Put your hand on your heart and your other hand up to God. Say these words after me. I will love the Lord my God with all of my heart with all of my strength and with all that is within me and I will love my fellow man as myself. And he saw that there was no intercessor. In 22, that's coming, they will walk by the word their speech will be filled with the word. Even children will speak the word. Even children will be filled with the spirit and speak the word. For there comes an emphasis upon the word of God and I can tell you right now because of what the Lord revealed to me in this day, we better get a program of Bible reading together and have that stuff right and ready and give it out as soon as possible to every man and woman in this church that they will start on the 1st of January if, and wherever they are, just continue on that same program for every month and we will do it and make sure that you stay in the Word. Can you say amen? Will you today, today, Will you promise the Lord that you will not neglect the word? I claim Moxie. A little box. Do you promise today that you will not neglect the word? How many say amen to that? Amen. Because God will fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Understanding in Hebrew is intelligence simply. 
The mere fact that God said to Moses, get out of the way. God didn't move against the people and he could have consumed them because the fire of his wrath was burning. They offended him with a golden calf. They offended him. The mountain was shaking. The sound of trumpets and voices were heard from the mountains. The earth trembled. The people said, Moses, you go talk to God. We're too scared to hear what he has to say. So Moses met with the Lord. And the Lord with his own fingers wrote on those stones the word. See, it's not plural words. It's word. Because there are no commas, no punctuation in between the entire Torah, which is the five books of Moses. Therefore, they work the codes based upon that principle. And when God, in that ancient language which I showed you tonight, wrote, I can imagine a flame as his hand touched the stone. And he wrote letter by letter. He wrote it. The Aleph Tav. Alphabet. Alphabet wrote it, the word, the ten words we say. And when he had finished that, he gave it to Moses, and he says, now get out of the way, because these people are a stiff-necked people, and they've soon drifted away from me. Now get out of the way that I may consume them. You see, God will never consume even a nation if God finds one person to stand in the gap for the land. My greatest concern is the nation we live in. Because these are the people that God gave us. All of them. Paul says, God is from one blood made all the nations of the earth when he was in Athens at the Areopagus. At Mars Hill, right there. And he spoke to those people there and he said, God is of one blood made all the nations of the earth. And then he goes on and he says these remarkable words. He says, the one God whom you worship, you don't even know him because you have altars for everybody else. And then you put another altar and you say to the unknown God, he is the one. He's the one who created all things. In him we live and move and have our being. So my dear friends, tonight I say to you, I decree 22, the year of the word. I decree with immediate effect because, why with immediate effect? You can just pick up the moment they give out those rosters on the same date as we are now. Why? Because 5782 has already begun in Jerusalem. Therefore, you can start reading and then on 1st of January, you can pick up right there. And the best gift you can give to any man, including me, is one of these. I love you. 
But I tell you, me and this book, He changes your life. He impacts the cycle of your life. He takes you from the curse to the blessing. To be an intercessor for God is an extremely high call. How high? It's what Christ's, Christ is busy with right now. He lives forever to do intercession. So I shall join him forever also. And it shall not be I, my, me, and myself. That's the four flat tires of a Christian. But it shall be that brother, that sister, that one there. You have people that say, oh, we're praying for you. We know you're going through a time of difficulty. And in my heart, I knew some were, some won't. They were just saying something. Because an intercessor is an extremely high call. An intercessor can stop South Africa from being consumed by God. Give the Lord a praise, Africa. Lord. How many of you are looking for a job and you want one, you want it fast? Raise your hands, please. Lord, these are your people. They're called by your name. Holy Spirit, your glory is for this house. Open the door for them. In fact, open all opportunities they desire. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the thief called Satan. We bind you. In all that you're doing. And we break your power against them. With the curse of poverty. And the curse of need. And hunger. Let it be gone. From the lives of these people. And many more that are battling. To make ends meet. How many of you battling to make ends meet? Let me see your hands. Just raise your hands, don't be shy. Just do it. Thank you, Father, right now. You are the great provider. Your eye is on the sparrow. Now let your eye that searches all the earth to see those and seek those and find those whose heart in each, every, in each and every case is totally united with you right now and focused upon you to do your will and meet their needs also. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. In a vision that I saw, I saw a landscape of utter beauty. It's actually overwhelming to see that. It goes beyond normal imagination, the perfection of every flower and the colors and everything. And a man came to me and he had a silver cup, but it was translucent. I could see right through the cup. And inside is, in the cup was what, what looked like the blood of the covenant. It looked like that. And he spoke these simple words and said, By this cup, 
you will overcome all. This morning while preaching, I was touched here on my shoulder. And I immediately looked who it was. Because I thought somebody's trying to attract my attention. And I was feeling weak because the spirit was flying very powerfully. And I looked. The Lord was making visitation in this place. And the angels of God were here. And I was shaking like a reed in the wind, I tell you now. And I had little strength. But when that hand touched me, I felt like everything was made new. I turned around in the vision after seeing this cup. And behind me stood an angel just like I would look there, like I looked this morning. There. Stood a huge angel. He smiled at me. Otherwise, I would have been scared. And he had a door that was of silver, which means redeemed. It's always the color of redemption, the sign of redemption. You've been bought out by a price, the price of the blood of Jesus. And he opened a door, a silver door. But the silver door had a frame. And where you have glass, it was translucent silver also. So you could see right through. He opened the door and I looked through the door and I saw another door and that led to another door and another door like in a mirror where you see the doors just going on in succession. God is the God of new opportunities. God is the God that opens doors. God is not only the door of the sheep. He opens the door for His people. No man can shut what God has opened for you. No man bind what God has loosed. He breaks the chains, but He will never break His Word. He will never break His promises. Can you say Amen? Shout Hallelujah! May that vision be applied to everyone who desires that today. But don't be, don't let greed catch you or drive you. Because there is a point when Rose Kutzer has just quite enough what she needs. And I said to someone in this week, if you gave me, if you gave me a, a billion dollars right now, you write out a check and you're a billionaire, a multi-billionaire, said there's a billion for you. I will take, that'll be I will be in the Guinness Book of Records of taking that thing and giving it away so fast. It'll be out of my hands and into the church to go to churches. Because there are people that hardly have clothes to wear. There are people walking around because of lack of money with no underclothes. There are people that have wrapped their bodies in sheets on the border of, of Mozambique. Too embarrassed to even come and fetch some food. Somebody's got to go for them. But God is the God that can turn things around. And I sought for a man who would stand in the gap. It is a high call, as high as the Messiah himself, because he lives to do intercession. And so do we. I shall not be slack with prayer. 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 Can you shout hallelujah?
Somebody just been healed here with kidney stones. Kidney, you're suffering from kidney stones. You'll never have that pain again. It's gone. It's gone. It's right out of you. There's another one here. You have a lump. That lump has disappeared tonight because the presence of Him is here. It's disappeared. You are worrying that you were full of cancer. But I say to you, God is the God who heals. He taketh away the old that He might establish the new. He makes all things new. And He's going to renew the world by the power of His Word in 22. It's the year for us of the Word of God. We shall live in it. We shall move in it. And we shall have our being in the year of 22. Let the young people hear it. Let the old people hear it. Let the children hear it. It's the year of the Word. And the name of the Word is Jesus. Jesus. Jesus! Everybody said Jesus. Jesus! Somebody here with heart palpitation. Your heart is running uneven. It's not running uneven anymore. You've just been touched. And just feel how nice that feels. Three people are here that had symptoms of cancer. They don't have symptoms of cancer anymore because of the presence of Him. He is mighty. But what does the Word say? I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything impossible to me? If you stay with the Lord, if you make Him the door of your life and you come behind the door, that evil one will not touch you in 22. If you wander away, you're in trouble. Is that right? Go tell the people in Soweto what I'm saying. God loves them. I suppose I better get finished. Next week, you better tell the people that they must see and that they run to church. For this is the day of the Lord. And God says, those who abuse my name and my sacred day for their purposes, their doors are left open. For he shall be with the righteous and never forsake the righteous. And the, the, the seed of the righteous will never beg for bread. Can you say amen? amen. Morty, would you please come and pray for me? You can pray anywhere you are. Praise God. Take that Hallelujah. mask off. Take the mask off. Take the mask off. There may be that one. Okay, that's a bit better. Father, this evening, we're not praying for ourselves. Right now, we are lifting up members of our family. We are lifting up friends. Father, let this be the time where we are going to become vocal 
vocal. We are going to speak out the name of Jesus. We are going to evangelize. Lord, I pray now for every person here to receive a powerful endowment of your Holy Spirit. I pray for boldness to witness. I pray, Father, for those that are shy and withdrawn, that, Lord, you will come upon them like you did on the day of Pentecost when the when the disciples got up and 3,000 people were born again on that day. We ask, Lord, that you will fill everybody now with your Holy Spirit, that your presence will be felt all around every person, that, Lord, wherever they are, in the workplace, in the sporting arena, in family circles, in friendship circles, that, Father, when they walk in there, the presence of God will be felt felt by everybody around them. Lord, it is the time. It is the time of the awakening. It is the time when your Holy Spirit is going to minister through us in a powerful, powerful dimension. And Lord, I pray now that you will touch every person. As they raise your hands now, as God just fills you, as God just touches you, as God just gives you boldness to witness and to testify for him and to be intercessors, powerful intercessors for people around you. Stand in the gap for those you know are not saved and call them, bring them into the kingdom of God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.